Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to Behavior Up Radio. I've had a conversation, um, a version of the same conversation, and I don't think I would be exaggerating if I said in the thousands, like thousands of times. I've had this conversation, so a version of this conversation so many times that, that, that it would not surprise me if it's in the thousands at this point over the last two and a half decades. And the conversation always goes like this. Is it's an example of how somebody made a bunch of money investing. Right? So somebody will bring up a story. They, they heard from a friend. They had a neighbor. They had a brother-in-law, a sister, you know, whoever, who made an investment and made, let's just, you know, 10 times their money, five times their money. They turned out, like, for example, turned $100 into $500. Um, I've had this conversation so often. And, and what used to happen, my, my response used to be that I would go down the rabbit hole, like, oh, maybe there's something there. Maybe, right, maybe this person knows something I don't know. And after going down that rabbit hole hundreds and hundreds of times, I've become just totally ambivalent about it. Right? When these discussions come up now, I'm just like, oh, that's fascinating. And recently I was in a conversation about this and somebody said, well, aren't you the one that's supposed to know these things? And that sort of struck a little bit of a chord just because I was like, uh, I, I know enough to know that that doesn't happen except for luck. Or, or like the teeny tiny percentage of people who are able to do this over and over and over and over again. And when I'm talking teeny tiny, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know what the odds are of, you know, the average kid that likes basketball playing in the NBA. I don't know what the odds are, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if the odds were similar in terms of becoming like a, you know, rich and famous hedge fund manager. And who cares about rich and famous? Super successful hedge fund manager. Right? It just doesn't happen. And what I do know happens a lot is we confuse luck with skill. And we confuse it just often enough. We get reinforcement just often enough to keep trying. And we, we start doubling down, right? And betting more and betting more and betting more just in time to get our heads taken off. This reminds me of early on um, in my sort of, I have a hobby of backcountry skiing. And I remember how interesting it was when friends of I, looking back on it now, when we would go out and we would ski something it was dangerous. And we might have even been warned, like, hey, that's dangerous today. I wouldn't ski that. And we ski it and nothing happened. And at the bottom, we're like, yeah, see, and it, it, it reinforces the behavior and we, we take more and more risk. And luckily that hasn't, luckily we learned our lesson before we died. But that is true when it comes to the sort of speculative version of investing. You, you can't hear something from a friend or read something on TV, or maybe even spend an evening researching it and think that you found something right? that no one else in the world knows that you're suddenly going to uncover, you know, what, what we call in the industry a 10-bagger, right? Something that's going to go up 10 times. And if it does, we've just got to be really, really careful. Really careful and honest with ourselves. Was that luck or skill? And here, to me, the measure is repeatable. Right? I, I, there's another 
version of this that I really like, like predictive value. What have you uncovered that would have predictive value? You know, what what skill, what trait, what ability to do research, like what thing is is repeatable? You can do it over and over again. And that's a really hard conversation because we're we've got confirmation bias coming in where you do something once and you see, look, look, I know what I'm doing. You do it again and you gather evidence and you forget about the times you lost. You know, you, you forget about those times and you gather evidence to support this belief that you have that you're really, really good at this. And, and I've seen this happen over and over just in time to get our heads taken off. What's that great quote that Warren Buffett always says is, um, when the tide goes out, we find out who's swimming naked. The problem, of course, is those stories aren't very public. You know, all we ever hear about is the winning stories. And all anybody wants to share is their winners. So you've got this double problem, right? People only share their winners. They don't even share their negative ones. And the only people sharing are the ones that actually have a winner among whatever. We don't know, right? So we've got this sort of double survivor bias. So my only, I don't know, I sound a little grumpy about it, and I don't mean to be grumpy. I just mean i just mean to be realistic. I would just be, look, more power to anybody who wants to buy investments and trade stock and make big macro bets on economics and think they've identified the new world currency. And, you know, more power to anybody who wants to do that. Like, we'll learn. Our, we'll learn. And hopefully you just learn positive lessons. That's amazing. And, and bless you if it works out. And if you learn negative lessons, it will be a good, it will be a good lesson. Like I know I have a whole laundry list of those negative lessons and I keep seeming to do them again, even despite knowing better. So my only suggestion, at least to myself, I've noticed that it's just way better to be honest. You know, like I know people who spend 90 hours a week researching the minutiae of a specific deal. And those people will tell you it's brutally hard to build a consistent track record. And they're the best in the world. And for us to sit, (laughs) you know, in our home and sort of like see something on Twitter and go, oh yeah, I'll invest in that. And then it goes well and we think we have an S painted on our chest. It's kind of funny. Right, like kind of like whenever I find myself doing that, I say to myself, "Oh, that's cute, Carl. That's cute," because again, I I know a number of people who spend their entire lives are absorbed in this, and they are the ones that will tell you, "Oh my gosh, this is hard." Right. So anyway, I hope that helps. I hope that helps. And that wraps up another episode of Behavior Up Radio.